Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, present a podcast for divorced and separated Catholics. Hi, and welcome to a podcast from the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. My name is Anne DeSantis. I'm the director, and I'm joined by the president of the foundation, Mickey Kelly. We're starting a brand new series for our Catholics Affected by Divorce podcast. And this one is called 10 Steps for Healing After Divorce. And the podcast is geared for not only the couples that are divorced and or annulled, but also the adult children or the children of divorce. Now I will say it's geared for more those that are over the age of 18. All of our programs and events and podcasts are for adults. So I want to welcome our president, Mickey. Thanks for joining us. And it's always great to be, be on the podcast with you. Same with you. And we have a great topic. I want to remind our listeners also that our podcast for divorce Catholics, for those affected by divorce, is every single month. It's the first Tuesday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel on Philly Nonatus. Of course, it's also on our Facebook page, And our friends at Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network are also sharing our podcast. So we're really grateful to them for getting the word out there because we're on Podbean, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on a lot of other podcasting venues out there. So we're really grateful for that. Um, So we're going to delve into the first topic. And as I said, for the next, uh, for this series, for the next 10 months, actually, We're going to talk about those 10 steps for healing after divorce. And um, first, I'm just going to read through those steps, and we're going to unpack step one on this podcast. So the steps are, number one, is acceptance of your situation with God's help. Two, finding proper help and resources where needed. Three, is stepping back from too many commitments to be with the family. Four, is seeking God's help through prayer and sacrifice. Five is developing your faith in greater ways. Six is prayer, prayer, and more prayer. Seven is sharing your story with trusted friends to find guidance and fellowship. Eight is if you are not an old, find out more. 
Nine is developing healthy relationships, healthy, healthy new friendships with those who have faith. And number 10 is get involved in some ministry in order to help others. Now, uh, you might be like trying to jot all of this down. And I'm going to mention that we're doing this as a 10 part series. And so every one of those steps we're going to talk about in full. So no worries if you didn't catch all of those. Um, and this is the first one. And I'm going to repeat again what the topic of this podcast is acceptance of your situation with God's help. And so I want to start with saying that with anything that happens to any of us in our lives, any kind of crisis, any kind of adversity, any kind of ways that sin affects our lives, is that there's an acceptance of the situation that has to happen first. Um, uh, people, when they go through something like a separation, and if they're not sure that things are going to, quote, work out with their spouse, of course, at the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation, we're always um, offering resources for marriage enrichment. And we, we always hope that marriages can be healed and marriages can come to a better place and stay together and, and, and just uh, make the family life much better so that they can move forward. But what we found out, and I guess what some of you know who are listening, is that unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes people do wind up getting divorced and annulled, and sometimes they need to just move on with their lives after this. Um, we've been in existence since 2015, and I can say that we've spent a lot of time with ministry helping those people, those Catholics who are uh, wounded by divorce, sep you know, separated, a divorced, annulled, and we've learned so much from them. So I really think that the acceptance of the situation, whatever it is, whether it is that you are going to get back with your spouse and work things out, or if, um, if, if it can happen, if for some reason um, you are going to be moving on with your life separately um, and you will be going through and getting that annulment. So uh, let's talk about that, Mickey. I mean, do you have anything to say in terms of that acceptance? You and I are both children, adult children of divorce. Um, I just want to mention to some people that are listening that I'm married. I've been married to my husband, Angelo, for going on uh, 33 years this coming year. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I am a child of divorce. Uh, my parents divorced when I was seven years old. Um, they did get an annulment and they both did get remarried as well. Um, so there was a certain amount of acceptance that had to happen um, in my life in, in order for me to be healed and to move on. Um, Mickey has also, you know, been through the same that he is single, but his parents have, you know, were divorced. And so he's very knowledgeable on that topic. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Mickey, if you have anything to say on acceptance. Yeah. And I understood a lot of people like can really relate to us, especially when, when the ministry was started. You know, it came at a time where statistics came out where half of the married Catholic marriages end divorce, and there could be a lot of mitigating factors. One could be about cohabitating before their wedding day. It could be the fact that they are accumulating a lot of debt. Whatever the case is, but I also think too the reality is that many couples that have to throw in the towel, so to speak, they wound up, you know 
it could be anything, but other things too. It could be, but in the case of um, my parents, this was back in 2000, that um, that there had to be that that there was no more like that they didn't really love each other much, and it was really it was really daunting to be honest. Because of course, I was 10 years old when it happened. So I was a little older than you um, when my my parents kind of split, and then a couple years later the divorce was official but also they get to it and of course they were constantly fighting most of the time and it and I, of course number one I, I was always blaming myself with the situation but as time went on I had to understand I had to accept the fact that you know it happened you know for a reason and you know I had to trust God's plan Uh, I appreciate your sharing because, um, you know, it is when we can share our stories and I've, I've read this before and I really do believe it's true that when you can share your story without feeling as much emotion about it, um, that's a good sign of healing. I think now I'm not saying that if, if you're listening to this and thinking that you're still very emotional, but yet you feel healed, um, I mean, I, I'm not saying that what, I, what I'm declaring here on by saying that if you don't feel any emotion that you're healed, um, I think it can go a lot of different ways. I'm just making a comment that I do think that if you can um, feel a little more peace, I guess, is what I'm saying, then you're able to tell your story and you're able to tell it without getting overly emotional. Um, I think that um, that's a good road to be on. Um, not to say that emotions are a bad thing, they're a good thing, but we do also don't want to be drawn into a depression, if that makes sense. We don't want to be drawn into um, feelings of despair, that kind of thing. Um, I thought I would read something that might help for people who are listening. Um, I know that we get all kinds of listeners. We don't just get people who are divorced and separated. Sometimes we just get people who are curious to learn. And our friends at Fiat Ministry Network share this on Facebook. So uh, of course, when they're listening to it there, um, we don't just get people that are uh, divorced, separated, or annulled. Um, this is from Catholic Dummies. Um, you might have heard of the book, the, the Dummies uh, series, dummies.com. They have all kinds of books that have to do with uh, learning something that you don't know anything about. But I thought that this was just um, a pretty good description about Catholic uh, and divorce, Catholics and divorce. It says that an annulment is commonly and incorrectly called a Catholic divorce. The differences between divorce and annulment can be confusing to Catholics and non-Catholics alike, especially when remarriage is a possibility. Divorce and annulment aren't the same thing. They differ in two ways. First, divorce is a civil divorce decree from the state, whereas an annulment is a canon law decree from the church. In other words, the state issues a marriage license, the state issues a divorce decree. The, the church celebrates the sacrament of matrimony, and only the church can issue a decree of nullity, otherwise known as an annulment. The church does not believe in divorce. Second, the second is the existence of the marriage after a divorce or an annulment. A civil divorce basically says that what was once a marriage is no longer a marriage. A marriage took place but ended. A previously married couple no longer has the legal obligations of husband and wife. An annulment, on the other hand, basically says that the sacrament of matrimony 
never took place to begin with. Civil divorce ends a civil marriage. A church annulment declares that the sacrament of matrimony didn't occur from day one. Now, again, that's from catholicdummies.com. And I do think it's a, a good book and, and a good resource. I know other Catholics that own the book. I own it because I think it's just um, an easy and, and good resource to get some plain language for some church teaching. Um, and, and I think it's a good description that there is a difference between that civil divorce and the annulment. So we're not going to get into a lot of that on this podcast because our topic for this one is that first step to healing. And as I said, that first step is the acceptance of your situation with God's help. So wherever you are in that process, if you are in a marriage that's having problems, if you are separated, if you are divorced, if you are annulled, if you are a, a, an adult child of divorce, or you know someone who's affected by divorce, maybe it's a child or a parent or your neighbor or friend, whoever it is, um, this podcast, I think, will help you to learn more about those steps for healing. And I want to ask all of you who are listening to share this podcast with your friends, especially the series. Um, subscribe to our um, St. Raymond Nonatus uh, YouTube channel. It's called Philly Nonatus. Philly, like the city, like Philadelphia, Nonatus. So just simply look that up or you'll find it on our website. And, you know, watch all our great videos and our podcasts, but especially this one, the, the 10 Steps to Healing. Um, let's go back to Mickey then. Um, Mickey, I don't know if you had anything to say, because don't you think that there's a, a, a different kind of realm for people that are either, whether they're the couples or whether they're the kids? Do you think it's different kind of healing and acceptance? I do. I really think so too, Anne. I, I think first off, if we look at the children, they depending no matter what age it is they are affected i kind of think of it as like one of those um i kind of think of it as the, the kind of like the ripple effect or like i or like sometimes when you think like when they drop like a bomb like you know like we kind of watch those, like those war movies where bombs are being dropped and you may think like oh if maybe the target was like this area but oftentimes there's like an area of effect they're like other people that are devastated by that that air raid so to speak and we commonly see that a lot in those like war pictures and it's for the children too that area of effect is if it's one sibling you know all the all the siblings are affected and it creates that that fear like oh i'm like if i get married i'm gonna get divorced and that's not always the case i mean and you're, you're the epitome of like you know you still you still manage to pursue holy matrimony with your your wife. You, you you said in the beginning of the podcast, and you're approaching 33 years um, next summer. Which I mean, God bless the both both you and Angelo, by the way. And you know, you really say like, hey, even though like I'm a child of divorced parents, it won't define me. That's one of the things that you know most of us really have to understand. Like we're not defined by what our like what happens in the household. And granted, and like I said earlier in the episode, there are times like, you know, parent, you know, parents, they do fight and, you know, they do come to a compromise and they're back to loving each other. And there are times where one spouse is not faithful to the other. And there's, there's a mixed baggage, you know, and there's like, there's a lot of factors why parents, why parents do split. 
And there are times where, and they also find the culprit in that, and that is cohabitation, in which it that's it, that happens to eighty percent of Catholic couples, and their marriage won't last maybe anywhere over a ten, like maybe like they don't they you won't hear about they they won't last maybe twenty years, so to speak. It's what I'm trying to get at, and that's something I think really what we need to do more is we need to push for. Catholic couples to understand, like the moment you guys move in together before your wedding night, it's, you know, it's not good. And two, we have to understand what is the purpose of marriage and sleeping with your significant other. And of course, you know, everything will come into place. So those are really the things that we need, really needed that, especially the clerk, I'm sure there's plenty, many clergy, you know, listen to this. I hope they'll take note, but they really need to step up their game to you know, lay down the, the, the canon law, so to speak, when it comes to the teaching of holy matrimony. And so do we. Thank you. Well said. So many great points there. And, and also, I wanted to um, interject and just say thank you for your congratulations on our anniversary that'll be coming up next summer. Um, I think that one thing that pops into my mind as everything that you were saying is that a catechesis that can be um, taught to young people, and I, I mean like from a young age through teens and young adults, is that really like really presenting it as that it, this is a ministry and it is your vocation and it is a sacrament. It is not just this relationship that you have with this other person, which is a great thing, right? To have a, a relationship with someone. Um, but it's more than that. It's a covenant. It's a lifelong friend. It's a lifelong person, love. It's a lifelong partner. And it's all through the sacrament of holy matrimony, right? And I think when people look, when you realize that, then you're talking about um, the marital act. I mean, we realize that that's only meant for marriage. And I don't think enough people in our culture, whether they're Catholics or non-Catholics, um, even realize that when you, you know, that marriage is supposed to be about that covenantal love. And, and as Catholics, we understand that that means that that particular act, which is pro procreative, and it's also um, a bonding to, right? Um, that it is meant in the, within the relationship of God. And, and when you take God away from that, right, it's not good. And that's where a lot of the problems begin. Wouldn't you say, Mickey? I mean, I think that a lot of the problems begin um, at, at that point when people don't recognize or um, live it that way, right? When you don't live it in your daily life that you understand that it's permanent. It's meant to be permanent marriage. It's not meant to be where like a boyfriend and a girlfriend date for a while and then they break up. It's meant to be a, a real commitment, a sacrificial love that you say to yourself, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life. Now, on this podcast, we're talking with people who are, um, maybe they, they understand that, they believe that, but they've been hurt because their relationship didn't go quite as planned. So I want to make that shout out to, to, to you who are listening and say, we're sorry that you've been through so much. We're sorry that you suffered so much because of this. Maybe 
you know, no, I don't think anybody gets married saying, hmm, I think I'll get a divorce, right? There's probably no, no one alive that actually says that unless their, uh, their brain isn't functioning properly, right? Um, but I think most people, when they, when they get married, um, they, they have good intentions for the most part, right? Um, but sometimes things don't work out as we wish. And, and as I read from that little excerpt that I read from the Catholic dummies on just the difference between that civil marriage and the annulment, is that the annulment is all about the sacrament. It's not about as much about that civil part of it, although it's encompassed, right? But it's about the sacrament of holy matrimony. And we're not gonna get into all of that on the podcast about why people, you know, what do you need for an annulment? Because that's a whole nother topic that we, we're not gonna go into. But I do wanna mention that on our YouTube channel, we actually have a four part series that we did. We spent a lot of time where we really unpacked that. So if you go to the YouTube channel at Billy Nonatus, you can watch that series. We did it, actually it was a few years ago. Uh, it was with myself and Father Matthew Phelan and Father Sean Bransfield from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. It's also on our website, if you go to forthedivorce.nonatus.org and you go to the bottom of that page, you will see the link to go to watch that series. I just want to recommend that since we're going to talk more about the acceptance right on this podcast. But I want to say to all of you that we're really sorry for what you've been through. The Catholic Church cares. And the Catholic Church, our response is not to, to leave you alone and say, well, your marriage should have worked out. We're here to say that no matter what your circumstance, if you are separated, divorced, or annulled, the church cares about you and they care about your family and they want you to stay. We want you to stay with the Catholic church, even if you have been through such a difficult time with what you've gone through with this divorce or this annulment or whatever, wherever you are, or if you are the adult child of divorce. We want to stand there with open arms as Christ would and say, we're here for you. We're here for you with our open arms and listening ears. Um, I do want to mention one thing that our foundation offers a free pastoral consultation with a Mercedarian friar. All you need to do is contact us on our website, make that appointment, and you can have as many appointments as you need. Um, that's what we're here for. So I just want to make that shout out. Um, but let's get back to our talk about an, the acceptance. Um, Mickey, do you think there's a way for somebody listening, whether they are that child of divorce, somebody who's saying, you know what, I feel terrible that I had to get divorced and I might be getting an annulment and it wasn't what I wanted. Or maybe it was an abusive situation. Maybe your spouse had a severe addiction that just got to a point where you couldn't take it anymore. I don't know what it was. But would you have anything to say to them who are saying, I want to stay close to my faith, but it does look like either I'm going to be getting divorced or get an annulment. What next? Yes, and like like we said earlier in the podcast, and of course, I also want to echo your words of um, of our of our you know our sympathy to those that have 
been affected by divorce, you know, we are sorry that it has happened to you. You know, just know that number one, children, if you're a child divorced, it's not your fault. Secondly, for the spouse, if you were victimized by marital issues, whether it be um, addiction, domestic abuse, infidelity, just know that we are here. But most importantly, you, you can be healed when you seek God's mercy. Even Pope Francis has said time and time again, ever since he took, ever since he became our Holy Father back in March 2013, that he has oftentimes, he has made the, he has used the metaphor of a field hospital for everyone that has been injured, like, you know, wounded by the spiritual warfare that's happening in front of them. And those field hospitals can be the confessionals that we need, you know, to get that extra grace that is needed to go back in there and help others to fight the good fight of faith. And even Pope, even the Pope actually also has waived the fees that are needed for the annulments. And he, he, he wanted to, I think his, his mission really is to say to people, do not use a divorce as an excuse to abandon your faith. And that's what I really stress as well. Do not abandon your faith because let's face it. We, every time we get punched or we get cut, our body will heal it. Or every time that we suffered an injury, you know, for example, um, you know, I, I had that, um, that episode that happened to me recently. And, you know, of course, physically I'm healed, but oftentimes there are, we seem to, we seem to forget about the mental repercussions depending on what the situation is. But of course, by all means, please seek, please seek out counseling when necessary. And we, I highly encourage that because if you bottle it in, I, I can promise you it's going to take over your life. And the best way that the, the, the best way you, you share the, the best way to evangelize to those that have been affected by divorce is you share your story, just like what you and I are doing right now. Ann. Because with, that's real. I honestly think that's an, an excellent way to evangelize. You know, you, like there are times like you can evangelize through your, like your your speeches, your your public oration, whatever the case is. But then there are those that want to evangelize through their works. You look at, you know, saying you look at the examples of the the faithful servants of God that some of them are canonized saints that do that help those that are been that have you know serious diseases or you know that that did what Jesus did when Jesus reached out to those that were in the, the leprosy community but in a sense for us too and we want to reach out to those that think that oh I got divorced I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not a child of God anymore reality is you are and that is why our, you know, divorce ministry in the Catholic Church is needed now more than ever. But to answer your question, you can begin again. And you must never, ever forget that. And, and once again, for those of you who 
got divorced because of infidelity, drugs or alcohol abuse, whatever the case is, or even domestic violence. Come, come home. Even if you abandon your, even if you abandon your roots, God is waiting for you to come home. And it's not just every Christmas and Easter, but come more often. Come and seek his mercy. He is waiting for you. So beautiful. So beautiful. And it is true. I mean, this, this is a field hospital. We are a field hospital here, uh, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation, and the Catholic Church for that matter, because you mentioned that that's really the charism of being Catholic. And I know our Holy Father has really put it out there in greater ways that we are ministers of mercy. And that's what we want to be here at this foundation. We want to be ministers of mercy for you who are suffering and to let you know exactly what Mickey just said. You know, um, there is healing to be found when you share your story. Now, we're going to have a whole podcast about that in terms of like finding good people, right? So just hold, your, hold on to your, your seat here. Uh, wait a little while because we will come to a point where Mickey and I are gonna have a whole podcast devoted to that topic. Um, this one again is on acceptance. Um, I did find this article here from, it's from foryourmarriage.org and, and I believe it is through the uh, USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops for Your Marriage. It says that the most difficult aspect of divorce could be trying to comprehend God's place in what might seem to be hell. And then Roland, who is um, the topic of this article, contends that if a person is open to God's mysterious workings, that person will discover God's action in every step, beginning with decision time during periods of helplessness and insecurity and through the long healing necessitated by the strain. Now, I want to tell you where I found this. It's an article called Healing After Divorce, Hope for Catholics. Oh, it is a book. And um, it is by someone by the name of Susan K. Rowland. I thank Susan. Um, there, there's a lot of good in this article. It also says that, um, that healing after divorce is a blend of practical advice. Now that's the book, assurance about God's presence and reflection exercises to help the reader personally discover the way through. The book is grounded in Christian tradition and sound psychology. Again, I'll mention that book called Healing After Divorce by Susan K. Rowland. And this article is from uh, For Your Marriage. But I think it's um, a good point that she made in what I read that um, you might be feeling and saying to yourself, like, why is God allowing this? Like, I'm feeling terrible right now. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling scared. Um, and, and feelings happen to all of us. And especially for when you're going through some kind of an adversity change crisis. Mickey mentioned, you know, whether it has to do with infidelity, drugs, alcohol, even domestic abuse or other uh, relationship issues that people have. Um, I just want to, again, offer our uh, prayers, care, and also sorrow for you for what you're going through. But there is hope. There's a lot of hope. And that's what your faith is all about. And I think that's why you're listening to this podcast, because you must care about your faith. And, um, and I, I do want to touch on not just the couples, but the kids too, because Mickey and I have experience with that. 
as adult children of divorce and the acceptance. It is very hard for children as well going through the changes. Um, and we have a whole podcast series that I did with Rose Sweet, who used to be a member of our board of directors, very grateful to her. Um, we did a podcast series called 12, 12 Steps for Healing. Um, of course, every time you do a series, there's also going to be different advice. So uh, you're going to find some different points of reference in this podcast with Mickey and I. Uh, but I thought we could spend just a little bit of time uh, before the end of this podcast talking about the acceptance that adult children of divorce have to do as well. Mickey, in your own life, was there something that helped you with the acceptance of your own parents' divorce? I would just say that the one thing that really helped me accept it is that I had to reassure to myself the fact that I was not at fault of them splitting. I mean, I did get to see both of them equally, even though I was living with my mom when the whole, when they were divorced, then, you know, they split and they're in the process of finalizing the divorce and everything. I think overall, it's just like, and also too, like at times I, I, I kind of struggle with it. I mean, of course I didn't really understand it. Uh, my sister took it kind of hard because, you know, she was close to my dad and everything, all things consider. And then I guess I just, I just got to a point where like, you know, I, I just had to keep rolling with the punches kind of thing. And then as I got older and under, understand everything, um, I had, I started, well, of course, um, I'll probably talk about this at a, in a future episode, but eventually I, I, I would be propelled into propel myself into like the young adult scene. I would find people that would help me. And then eventually they would lead into, you know, finding this uh, ministry, but like I said, this will come in a later podcast, but I, I guess overall is that. I just had to understand that God had a plan and it took me a while to really understand it. And I really, I also had to get over the fact that it wasn't my fault that they split. And I just had to remember that I was still loved no matter what the situation was. Thank you for being vulnerable with us and sharing that because I think you're helping people when you share, like you say, when you share your story, um, it does help people. And, and I think that, you know, my knowing you on a personal level too, I, I see that healing in you. I see the fact that you talk about that. And, um, you know, I think there's always a little bit of pain for all of us with the things that we've been through in our lives a little bit, but the healing is that we can move on in faith, knowing that we're, God loves us, we're cared for, and that, you know, good things are happening in your life. And, and it's not the end, right? It's not the end. There's so much good happening. Um, I want to talk a little bit about my experience too, since I, I asked you, I think it's only fair that I discuss my, uh, a little bit of my story. And um, as I said, I mean, I was seven years old when my parents got divorced. Now, um, I want to give our listeners a little timeline here that um, I am older. Um, in fact, um, I'm almost 57. So, I mean, we're talking a long time ago, right? I mean, 
In fact, um, uh, it would have been a 50-year anniversary. As I said, my parents divorced um, in the early 1970s. And so life was a lot different back then. And, and so was um, the, the divorce rate. And so was even the amount of Catholics that were getting a divorce then and old. It was very, very few compared to what it is now. Um, so for me, I mean, um, I, I will just say that the resources for children and families, especially in the Catholic Church at that time, um, there wasn't like something like a St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. There wasn't something like uh, some of these dioceses and archdioceses that are doing wonderful work that are helping to bring hope and healing, or even people like, like someone like a Rose Sweet that's doing beautiful work, helping people not only with her writing, her coaching, but also Catholics affected by divorce. Um, so for me, um, a lot of it was through prayer. A lot of it was through the people that cared about me in my life. You know, um, my parents did do the best that they could, I believe, at the time with the tools that they had to help me um, because they had to focus on a lot of things with their own lives at the time. Um, but I think my healing came um, as I got a lot older and my relationship with God, um, because when I was a teen and, and a person in my early 20s, um, I didn't really have a deep relationship with Christ or with the church. Um, I was Catholic, but I was a little more in the nominal, nominally Catholic, meaning went to mass, but wasn't really living out my faith 100%. And also, unfortunately, I wasn't even always going to mass. Sometimes I was missing mass. And, and so, um, but I realizing as I got older and developed my relationship, care about my faith and had uh, a deeper conversion that um, I'm really able to understand my life as a whole and that God loves me. As you said, Mickey, that's a big thing. You know, you realize that God loves you and I realized that God loves me and that he had uh, a lot or he I should say he has uh, great plans for my life and he's done a lot with my life. Um, with the mistakes and all, that he's able to continue to bring fruit, uh, bear fruit in my life. I'm just so grateful to him. And so if you're listening to this podcast and thinking you're an adult child of divorce and you're not feeling quite healed from it, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself and don't give up on others. But most importantly, don't give up on God. Don't give up on your faith and don't give up on the, your Catholic faith and on the sacramental life. And as Mickey alluded to, if you haven't been to confession in a while, get back to confession. Go and talk to a priest and get absolved and, and tell your story and, and release your sins and, and come back to Mass. Um, I mean, we're taping this right now during the Advent season of 2021, although I know there's people that are going to listen to this um, way beyond uh, just the Advent season of this year. Uh, so no matter when you're listening to it, come back to God. And I wanted to read something else to all of you from that for your marriage article um, that I found called Healing After Divorce, Hope for Catholics. And that is a book, by the way, that I mentioned. Um, but there was something from the article that says, and I'm just trying to find it, so bear with me, that God's love can heal anything. Our creative God will not only renew us when we're wounded, but even bring about new dreams and new creative life. And again, that book is by a person by the name of Susan K. Rowland, Healing After Divorce. And I think it's Good advice for all of us that, you know, God wants you to be healed. 
Now, I want to say one more thing, because we are coming toward the end of the podcast, too, is that healing is not a once and done. Um, healing is always an ongoing process. Now, that's, that is my own thought, but I think that we're in a world that um, we're constantly going back to God in our sacramental life, right? We don't go to communion just one time. Uh, we go once a week or even more if we go to daily mass. We don't go just go to confession once, right? We go during our whole lifetime. Um, and healing is not meant for just a once and done. Like I can't say like I'm completely healed and I'm done with all the healing in my life that I need or everything that had to do with my past life. Um, you can be healed totally from things from your past life, but remember that healing is always a process, right? And that's why we need to keep going back um, to our sacraments. So um, Mickey, we're, we are coming to a close, but I didn't know if you had any kind of uh, closing thoughts before we end the podcast. Yes, and I just like to reiterate saying that first and foremost, just because, and of course this would, go around because i understand many people leave the church because and because they develop some really deep hurts no matter what age it is they have to understand that you know first off i am sorry about what you experienced that's one two you can always seek healing three the most important thing you can do is once you're healed you must make a daily penance to share your story and in, inspire others to keep living out their Catholic faith. How many bad Catholics wound up being Protestants and how many good Protestants wound up being better Catholics have we seen? Because let's face it, the Catholic church is filled with sinners. You and I are not far from that at all, Anne. And neither is anyone listening to this podcast, whether it be a hundred people, a thousand, God will, maybe a million people will listen to this. Who knows? The fact is that once you are rooting your faith, you can never lose. You can never, it's when your roots, when your faith roots are deep enough, it will be hard for you to be pulled off. I think of like every time when you garden, you pull off those weeds. And there are times where trees, whatever it is. And if the roots are too deep, like you're going to have to use everything in your arson in your tool shed to try to get it off. So my, my best, my best advice is develop a deep faith and surround yourself. And of course, we'll probably talk about this later in this series, surround yourself with people that will build you up, not tear you down. Fulton Sheen once had a, once had it once said that you can't, you can't build things down. You build them up. You, you tear things down. Build things up, not tear them down, so to speak. So build your faith. Dig deep. Most importantly, even though you share your story, every day, make a penance to share it with others. St. Francis Xavier one of the first members of the Jesuit order knew full well that prayer and penance is what this society needs. And I honestly think that now would be a perfect time for both of those today. 
Thank you tremendously. That was beautiful and, and so much to think about, ponder. I want to invite you listening to go back and listen again, because I think we really unpacked um, some good advice for the acceptance. Mickey, you did a great job. Also, I want to re read to you again what this podcast was about. This was acceptance of your situation with God's help. Remember to make your appointment with the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation for free pastoral consultation. You can get as many appointments as you need with a Mercedarian friar. Just go to nonatis.org and there is a priestly consult drop down under our services. Um, I want to mention that we are not licensed counselors or psychologists. Um, so we do have resources though um, that we can direct you. What we handle is the pastoral side, the spiritual side, and that's what we're here for is to help you in that way. Um, but we do have wonderful resources as well. Next month, our point number two, will be finding proper help and resources where needed. So we're gonna really unpack and talk a lot about resources for Catholics affected by divorce and separation. So for the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith, Mickey Kelly and I will see you next Tuesday, excuse me, next month, the first Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Philly Nonatus YouTube channel, as well as Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network. We thank them so much for their support and sharing our podcast. God bless, and we'll see everyone next month. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Four, four,